Hey church, welcome to week two of the Anatomy of Love, Beyond Sunday. Uh, I have Dan Rutledge with us and Steve Ingold. Uh, thanks for joining me. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we were in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 that you preached on, Steve. Uh, love is patient, love is kind. Mm-hmm. And I think um, of all the attributes of love and the ways that love manifests itself, I think patience may be the toughest mm-hmm. of all the attributes. Yeah, I think especially when you look at it, well, first of all, I think there's a reason why that's the first attribute that Paul wrote. Mm-hmm. Love is patience. Like, hey, let's start here and then we he can He went go like to, zero to 60. <laughs> yeah, let's start here and then you can read the rest of this. Because I think so much of the other stuff comes out of patience, especially right. when we look at the the Greek word makrothumeo, mm-hmm. uh, to suffer long before giving up mm-hmm. or long suffering or right. perseverance or whatever. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's a... Uh, it was it was challenging to talk about because I think it's natural for us to struggle with this mm-hmm. specific attribute of God's love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think that patience for me really helps me to see what God is doing around me. I think when we're impatient, I'm rushing around. I'm not quick to pray for somebody. If someone comes up to me and I'm in a hurry, I'm not going to sit there and want to have a conversation with them. Like, I just want to completely check out. But when we're patient, we can see, oh, maybe this is something from God. Maybe I need to wait here in this moment, like going to the DMV. Mm-hmm. I mean, God forbid he has something for us there, which happened to me a couple of days ago. And that was just so encouraging because I really do um, carry a spirit of busyness everywhere I go. But when I'm patient, I can slow down and I can see what God is doing in my kid's life, in my husband's life, and people around me. And it really takes the focus off of me and helps me to love other people effectively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you went to the DMV a couple days ago? I did. Oh, that's, that's the terrible. worst. It's the worst. <laughs> I went at 8 o'clock in the morning so I could get there in line, and there was already 75 people there. And I was like, this sucks. Yeah. So, yeah. Have you ever had a season <laughs> in life where you've re- like had to be patient for a long period of time? Mm-hmm. Like more than just a few hours at the DMV? Not to yes. minimize that example, because that can be traumatic. But Honestly, I was there for four hours one time waiting yeah. to get my ticket called. It's a very traumatic experience. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I've absolutely had to wait. I waited six years for a promise to come into fruition. Um, God spoke something to my heart uh, in a prayer time with a friend, and it was so clear. I thought, oh my gosh, this is going to happen right now. Mm-hmm. And it took six years for that to come into fruition. But during that time, it seemed like everything got more difficult. And I was so confused because I said, God, this was the promise that you gave me. Mm-hmm. Why is it taking so long? Um, but as I look back now, I can see that he was doing something in my heart that was so significant. Um, I wasn't ready to carry the burden of that promise. I couldn't, um, yeah, my character wasn't strong enough. I needed to heal from things from my past. And that is so beautiful because I don't want to spoil the promise that I inherit. I want it to maintain. I want it to last. And so that is why I was so glad it took so long. But it sucked when I was mm-hmm. waiting. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm uh, I mean, in it right now. I mean, I shared about the adoption stuff, but we're like being patient with my dad's cancer mm-hmm. stuff. Um, there's some family stuff on Amanda's side that we're long suffering through for mm-hmm. sure. Um, How long have you guys been waiting for the adoption? Jeez, it's been, we've been in the process for three or four years. It's a long time. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, there's, but it's like you look at, you look at things in your life and that's just what we're in, right? Like those three things we're in right now. Yeah. But man, there's, there's been some pretty significant issues or events that we've had to be patient through, throughout mm-hmm. our, not just through Amanda's in my marriage, but I even think back to like 
job transitions for my dad or uh, when my parents went into ministry, how things Mm -hmm. like there's just things that shift and change all the time that you have to be long suffering through. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that was helpful for me in your message just to think about was um, when we are in a season of long suffering, um, it's helpful for me to know, okay, God is doing something bigger because he's forming me. Mm-hmm. Uh, because character development happens yeah. most when we're in a season of long suffering. Mm-hmm. And so um, instead of the pity party mm-hmm. that we want to throw when we're in a, a season of long suffering, flipping our mindset to, to a hopefulness around God doing something big, he's forming my character in a way mm-hmm. where he can't form my character when I'm in a season of blessing or right. everything's kind of going my way, which has been the majority of my life. Yeah. Um, and it's not until recently where we've entered into some some long suffering seasons and learned things about myself where I'm like, oh my, I'm so far away mm-hmm. yeah. from being formed into the likeness mm-hmm. of Christ yes. um, that it takes that long suffering in my life. And so flipping it from being woe is me to being thankful mm-hmm. is a really hard thing to do when you're in the season of long suffering. Right. Um, but if we can coach each other to do that just a little bit, I think it's really helpful. And there's, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this right now and listening to your sermon who need that encouragement to, to flip it even just a little bit to, mm-hmm. okay, God's forming in me something awesome that he's gonna use right. in powerful ways. You, you brought up something too, you just said something that made me really think about people that aren't, like I, there's had to be people that were there that are like, they're like, yeah, I'm not really having to be patient through anything traumatic right now or, right. or long suffering through anything. Right. But you said when, like I never really had anything go wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's so interesting how much we don't cling to God when we don't feel we need God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, that's that's one thing I tell people all the time when they ask, "Why do you love pastoring in the Bay Area so much?" It's like, well, people think they don't need God here because everything's mm-hmm. good, like everything's. Right. Mm-hmm. But man, I wonder how we could be more aware of our need for God, even when. Yeah. There's not a crisis mm-hmm. or, right. you know. It's mm-hmm. practicing patience in our life, which is not something that's culturally taught. Right. Like as soon as like my favorite TV show drops, I watch the entire season. In, like, like you binge days. watch it? I binge watch <laughs> the entire season. You're a mother of three and you're binge watching Absolutely. TV. Kids, go outside. <laughs> I have something to do. And so, yeah, but we don't practice patience in our daily lives. And so I think that we have this misconception that if – like the time comes when we're going to need to wait on God, when we're going to have to experience this long suffering, that we're going to be equipped to do it, but we're not because mm-hmm. we're not doing it daily. We're not doing this discipline of, okay, God, I'm going to um, just practice being quiet with you. I'm going, I'm going to practice um, intentionally connecting with people this week and looking them in the eye. And when I ask a question, I'm going to wait for the answer and actually hear them. Mm-hmm. Um, so when hard seasons come, we, we don't have the tools. We don't have the skill set to actually be patient mm-hmm. in those seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's get practical around how do you become more patient with other people? Mm-hmm. Because that's one of my biggest struggles is um, I just with my kids, mm-hmm. with my wife, with people I work with, with you, especially Steve, yeah. like it's really hard to be patient I and hear like, more about that. wait <laughs> for you to finally get to the point where you need to get. No, um, <laughs> um, but what are like, are there practical things we can do? Are there tips that, that you have to how we get better at that in small ways? Cause oftentimes that's where we stumbles with other people and that's the opposite of loving them well yeah. is being impatient with them. Yeah, I think that was probably the biggest challenge for me in writing this sermon was I didn't want to get too granular with, like, here's all the little things that you need to right. do to be more patient. I mean, I think the overarching thing was mm-hmm. the the Timothy Keller quote mm-hmm. about 
we would be more patient and kind if we all realized that we, if we all regularly remembered that we each have deep core faults. Yeah. And that's helped me, like literally just yesterday, Jericho was losing his mind over some Legos. And I was getting so frustrated. I mm-hmm. just taught on patience. Mm-hmm. You can like, feel your heart pressure yes. like, increasing. Beyond that, I just did a celebration of life yesterday f- mm-hmm. for a young man. His parents were there. They just lost his son. And I was like, I can't wait to get home to be with my son right. and just be present with him. And then I go home and he's freaking out about a leg. And I'm like, you are the worst. Like you're driving me <laughs> crazy. And mm-hmm. honestly, taking a step back and going like, how how many times has God had to be patient with me? How many times my parents had to be patient with me? How many people has Chris or how many times has Chris had to be patient with me? A yeah. lot, <laughs> so, like a lot, like so many different avenues to remember that. Right, I'm not yeah. perfect, mm-hmm. and to take a step back. But I think, yeah, but I think yeah, there's also great. some other like really practical things too that we can do. And you mentioned a couple of them a moment ago, mm-hmm. just like looking at people. Do you have anything else that you would say like, well, this is it? Yeah, I. I mean, not necessarily since this message and yeah, since hearing this message and just thinking about this virtue of patience, I've been just more aware of, am I rushing to places? Mm. Just an awareness of Mm -hmm. where your mind's at constantly. Are you constantly thinking three steps ahead or are you ever present in the moment? Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have like just little moments of solitude where you're asking God, what do you want from me right now? Like, why do you have me here? I'm feeling anxious. God, can you calm my heart and help me to see what's around me? Just mm-hmm. little intentional things like that, I think can make a huge difference. And I know they make a huge difference for me, but I'm not good about them because mm-hmm. I'm always thinking, you know, where can I go? Or what do I have to do? What's my to-do list? Someone is inconveniencing me and it's frustrating me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's hard. I, I tend to, um, with other people in my life, I expect them to be further along in their journey. Mm. Um, like in the, in the journey of becoming like Christ, like I, I, I'm always expecting them to be further along. And so I'm continually mm-hmm. disappointed and mm-hmm. that causes this impatience yeah. and it's all because I have the wrong mindset around them. But then mm-hmm. with myself, I continually think like I'm doing better than I should be, or I'm farther along and I give myself all sorts of grace mm-hmm. and it's, I need to reverse that. Like mm-hmm. if I'm going to be a patient. I need to I need to see that my, the people in my life as okay they're on this journey they're not there yet just like I'm not there yet and it's a slow journey like I can't expect my 13 year old to have the responsibility of a 25 like I I just have wrong expectations yeah. around how long it takes how many times I have to tell him right. to do the same thing and in my opinion like I should tell him once and he should be able to and it's like no that's not how our development works how many times does God have to tell us something. Right. And, um, and so I, I, my mindset is very selfish mm-hmm. in regards to the grace I give myself and the expectations I have for others. Yeah. It just, it, it sets me up to fail at patience mm-hmm. every single time. Yeah. I like the synonyms tolerant and endurance when we're dealing with people when it comes to patience, because when I have to think about being patient with someone, I'm like, oh, this is annoying. But if mm-hmm. I'm enduring with them or if I'm tolerant for them, it really does change my mindset because that's what God is doing for Mm -hmm. us. He's tolerant of our sin. He's enduring in the pains of our suffering so that he can help us along. Well, then you set yourself up to be kind to them. Mm -hmm. Like now you have a chance at being kind to this person because you can empathize with them. You're coming alongside them where they're at in their journey. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's how how kindness is produced and exhibits itself. I, I think too, when you talk about patience and then it manifesting itself in kindness 
I think about people that I disagree with, and I'm not ki- I'm not a kind person when I disagree with someone typically mm-hmm. ever. And <laughs> something you're working on? Y- no, <laughs> I don't even care. <laughs> Just kidding, sort of. Uh, the uh, the the when you're patient, when you when you have this like long suffering, when you realize. Like I shouldn't expect, and it's not, I don't know if it's so much, I shouldn't expect so much of you. It's just like, I have to realize mm. where we're at in our journey mm-hmm. and you may have a different opinion about something than I do, mm-hmm. something that you're entitled to and something that you're processing through. Right. And I'm okay with going on that journey with you as opposed to just writing you off and saying you're an idiot. Right. Like, right. yeah. Patience helps us to hear other people's opinions yeah. and not be so emotionally affected by it. Right. Yeah. Right. That's good. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, thank you for joining us. We're going to continue on uh, with week three as we continue on this series, The Anatomy of Love. Hopefully this sparks some great conversation with you and your community group or with other people that God has placed in your life who you can um, share some of these lessons with. Sometimes when you um, when you process out loud with someone else, it really helps these concepts to really sink in in a little bit deeper level. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, hopefully this is helpful for you. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us.